Welcome back, Giants fans. It's been a long time since I made a Giants video. I think it was the schedule reaction. That was probably over a month ago, so a long time I've taken off here. But I've been enjoying those video essays on my uh, regular YouTube channel, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. But definitely we'll stick with this podcast for sure. Not going away from Giants football, of course. But anyway, big news today. Saquon Barkley was not extended by the Giants, meaning he has a few options here. But of course, the Best option for us as fans would be for Saquon to play on the one-year $10.1 million deal, if you want to call it that. Of course, it's the franchise tag. Saquon, of course, has a few options. He can sit out and lose game checks, which I believe is a lot of money. I remember when Le'Veon Bell sat out the 2018 season, he was forfeiting over $800,000 every game he sat out. Probably even more now because money keeps going up in this league, as we know. Um, of course, he can refuse to not, you know, go to training camp and things like that. Miss the preseason. He can drag this thing out for a while. This once happened with Maurice Jones-Drew back in 2012 or 13, one or the other. Um, they were getting ready to start Rashad Jennings, our old friend, over in Jacksonville. But, of course, Maurice Jones-Drew came back with about a week left before the season starts. It's very rare to see a guy sit out. I don't think Saquon's going to sit out. I said that during my video essay about Saquon about a month ago. I pretty much said, hey, I don't think he gets an extension with the Giants, but I do think he ultimately plays next year because from a you know from Saquon's point of view, I could see the argument for not wanting to play. Of course, he wants stability. He's one of the top five backs in the league, arguably top three. And I said this in my video as well, and I think it's a point that Maybe some people have made, but maybe not. But I thought about this, of course, is that Saquon Barkley is not your usual second, third round, fourth round, fifth round undrafted running back that came out of nowhere and made himself into a great player. Saquon Barkley was the second overall pick. I mean, Saquon's probably going to be, unless something changes in the NFL, he's probably going to be the last running back to ever go in the top five of the draft. I mean, I was surprised even this year to see the Falcons take Bijan Robinson. That was kind of a surprise. So Saquon might be the last guy to do that. Anyway, his rookie deal paid him four years, $31 million. And of course, he played on that whole thing. And he got the fifth year option. So Saquon already has a ton of money. And the guy reportedly makes over $10 million per year in endorsements. So Saquon's not one of those guys who's off his rookie deal who is making six figures per year. He's not a Chris Carson. He's not, you know, one of those guys, a Philip Lindsay, someone making like barely league minimum out here. Like he was a guy making a very healthy amount of money. Now, of course, as I said before, it's very costly, over $800,000 per game to sit out. But Saquon, if, if anybody can sit out as a running back, it's Saquon Barkley. Le'Veon Bell, I think, was a second round pick. He made the choice to sit out for a year, and it did cost him a lot in the end. He probably should have signed the uh, offer the Steelers gave him. Now, the Giants reportedly gave Saquon some offers. There was reports about being $13 million per year, $12 million per year. Some people were saying $14 million per year. I don't know about the guarantees. That's the big thing. The guaranteed money is the big thing here. How much How much of that is guaranteed? If, if Saquon signed a three-year deal for you know, $45 million. Yeah, I'm sure that looks great. But if you look into the contract, oh, maybe it's only guaranteed for one year. And let's say, you know, hurts himself again this year and has a bad injury then the Giants can cut him next year. And he pretty much had a one-year deal anyway. So for Saquon, I understand what's going on here. Saquon did tweet. It is what it is. 
We're seeing all these different running backs come out and speak out about this. I've seen Derrick Henry tweet about it. I've seen Jonathan Taylor tweet about this. The running backs are not happy. I've seen Austin Eckler came out and said like last week that he's making less than some backup wide receivers. Unless something changes, I don't see a way running backs become super valuable all of a sudden. I think Dave Gettleman was the last doofus to fall for this and take one that high. And let's be honest, Barkley's great, but it has not been worth a second overall pick so far. I know the injuries have been unpredictable, but even without the injuries, I still don't get the pick. But anyway, Saquon is, once again, one of the best backs in the league. I would prefer to see him here rather than leave. I think for the Giants, this was probably the best thing they could have done. I, I think extending a running back on his second contract... It's never really good news. I mean, the only guy it's really worked out for recently is Derrick Henry. And even he missed half the year a couple years ago. I mean, he had a really good year last year, but he's a guy getting fed 349 carries last year. Like, he wasn't that efficient. 4.4 yards per carry the year prior was 4.3 yards per carry. And he'll be 29 next year. So, like, you know that fall off for Derrick Henry's coming soon, but he is 6'3", 247. Not many guys are built like Derrick Henry. Um, I'm not sure how much Saquon Barkley has left in him. He is still just 26 years old. He's like 26 and a half, basically. Um, I would think Saquon has at least two more years in him, but I totally get why the Giants won't give him the extension. It's like, hey, we have you for a year, and we can get you for another year after this on another franchise tag. Why would we extend you? Like, there's no need for the Giants to risk this. Yes, it kind of damages the relationship, and Saquon Barkley may look at this as a lack of respect, and I'm sure we all heard his interview at one of his football camps last month, and he was talking about how he believes he does more for his football team than most other running backs do, and you know what? He's not wrong. I mean, the Giants last year got off to like a 7-2 and two start. Um, I think there were 6-0 and oh or 6-1 and one in games where Saquon had over 80 rushing yards. Like, he was the catalyst for the offense until the uh, passing offense finally came alive post the Vikings game on Christmas. But for, I would say, majority of the season, Saquon Barkley was the catalyst for the Giants offense. And that includes the running game. That includes Daniel Jones' legs as well. The Giants had some great design runs for him. And honestly... I think defenses will be more savvy to that. I think Daniel Jones next year will have better passing numbers and getting the better wide receivers and having the tight end and Darren Waller is going to help that. I don't see Daniel Jones having like 700 rushing yards again, I think it was he had last year, but I think Daniel Jones's passing stats will go up. But at the same time, like you would love to have a great running back to complement that passing game. Listen, I mean, Matt Breda's probably a nice guy, but I don't think many teams are fearing him. Eric Gray is a rookie who, yeah, he's nice with the jump cuts, but, like, once again, guys like a middle-of-the-draft rookie, mid-round pick, I'm not expecting too much from him. Maybe he's okay. Like, if Saquon actually sat out, I would be a bit concerned about the state of this team's running back position. And I know it's crazy to say because I'm not a guy who believes that Running backs really are worth paying all that much to, but the drop-off from Saquon to Matt Breda slash Eric Gray is a pretty massive drop-off. Now, if the Giants were to just sign, like, a Kareem Hunt or someone like that, then yeah, okay, we can we can live with that. But the drop-off from Saquon to those guys, and Matt Breda, he's not that young anymore. Matt Breda's probably, like, 28, right? 28, 29-ish? Uh, 28, yeah. So, you know, Matt Breda back in San Fran, 
he was one of the fastest players in the league. I don't think he has that anymore. He had some bright moments for us last year. I think he made a couple nice plays in the playoff game versus the Vikings. And he was in on the play where the Giants scored that one touchdown versus the Eagles. But, um, yeah, Matt Breda's not a running back one. You don't want that. And Eric Gray is an unknown. So, preferably, I want to see Saquon back. Having him on a one-year deal, playing pissed off, playing motivated, is probably the best thing for everybody. Now, of course, it's not the best for Saquon's stability, once again. But for the Giants as a team, you know, for the Giants, uh, you know, front office guys, Joe Shane, it's probably the best thing to have a one-year commitment to your star running back. And I think we've seen too many examples by now. I'm not going to go down the list of, you know, Zeke and McCaffrey, blah, blah, blah. We've seen too many examples of how this does not work. And people forget Todd Gurley. That man fell off the face of the earth, too, at 25, 26 years old. He did have the uh, arthritic knee issue, so I guess that's a little unique of a situation there but still it's a running back and the guy fell off in his mid-20s so anyway yeah as a Giants fan I am pretty happy with how this went but at the same time I feel for Saquon the person these are still people it's you know it's tough to look at athletes as people sometimes Saquon's still a person of course he's gonna have feelings he's gonna feel disrespected and a bit hurt probably by this but and, and the worst thing is like it's not like this is Daniel Jones from last year like we all knew Daniel Jones coming into last year was in a make-or-break year. I know we say that for like three straight years about Daniel Jones, but like it was really a make-or-break deal for Daniel Jones because they had a new regime. For Saquon Barkley, it's not even a make-or-break year. Saquon Barkley can come out next year and have 1,700 rushing yards and 400 receiving yards and have the most insane year ever, but the Giants still might not extend him because he'll be 27 at that point, and there'll be you know less of a reason to give him a long-term deal. So Saquon's kind of in a lose-lose situation, I think for Giants fans and, you know, the Giants front office, once again, it's a win-win situation because you get that talent on a one-year deal. But for Saquon, the person and the player, it's a lose-lose situation. That man could have, you know, Saquon could have an MVP year next year, and it does not mean the Giants are going to extend him. Like, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, maybe I'm being dramatic, but I'm just saying, like, if they don't extend him now at 26 years old, why would they extend him next year at 27 years old? It's all about playing that game of like you know the ticking time bomb when is this running back gonna fall off and I'm sure some people think Saquon's time is coming soon but you know I guess the bright spot is that Saquon did get hurt one year so ultimately his 2020 season was only 19 carries and he only had six catches that year so like 25 total touches that year so the man barely played in 2020 so okay it's almost like he played only four years instead of five years but still the you know he played a ton in college of course and the guy was just banged up a bit last year with the shoulder and things like that I really do believe Saquon was probably gonna sit out not going to but like I I feel that Saquon probably should have sat out one or two games last year. He did miss the last game versus Philly, but so did just about everybody else, so I don't really count that. But I feel like Saquon probably could have missed a couple games last year with the shoulder and the other injury he had. I forget what it was. But I think during a contract year, he wanted to prove I'm durable. I'm going to go out here and play every single game. It's going to help me during contract negotiations. And, you know, maybe it wasn't worth it because he did not get the extension, as we know. So anyway, yeah, I feel for the player, but I think from the Giants' perspective, this worked out very well. So you get your top running back here. You get the top five running back on a one-year deal, and that's very good, of course. Now, the Giants' offense, it's going to be interesting next year. They still don't have a wide receiver one, but you do add a very talented tight end. 
Um, I'm excited to see what Darren Waller is for this offense. It's about health. I think they'll scheme up some, you know, some easy catches for him. And Daniel Jones can roll out, make some easy throws to Darren Waller, see what he does after the catch. Um, you know, guys like Wandell Robinson hopefully come back healthy. Like, I think this offense is going to be better than it was last year. But once again, that's not asking for a whole lot. Um, but yeah, we always say, like, Daniel Jones needs weapons. Well, you know, I'm not saying this is a, uh, you know, top five in the league type weapon, um, you know, group of weapons here, but it's not too bad either. Like, I think if these guys stay healthy, which of course is a big if with the Giants, like you're looking at Saquon, you're looking at Darius Slayton, um, Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, hopefully a healthy Shepard, Jalen Hyatt, uh, Wandale Robinson, Jamison Crowder has been a true professional for a long time. Offensive line, you got some upgrades. You know, John Michael Schmitz, hopefully Evan Neal is a bit of an upgrade. Not a bit. I hope Evan Neal is actually very good next year. He was very disappointing. Um, I expected Evan Neal last year to be very good, so he definitely was underwhelming. Um, wasn't very good in the playoffs either. Hopefully Evan Neal is back next year and playing much better. But the offensive line should be a bit better. I mean, I feel pretty good about our defense right now. Um Maybe some concerns about outside cornerback after Deontay Banks and um, Adoree Jackson, but, you know, I, I feel like linebacker's a bit better. Okereke is, you know, another guy who's a monster when he's healthy. I mean, he's been healthy most of his career, so I don't even know why I said that, but the guy's been very good for a long time. Um, but, yeah, they're looking very good defensively. It's just can this passing offense, and that's what it comes down to, passing offense. Is it going to be effective? Can they pass the ball in the red zone again this year like it worked out last year can they do it again and i'm excited to see that so hopefully they figure things out um i will definitely be making some more giants videos the season's kind of right around the corner i keep seeing those countdowns like oh it's eight more sundays nine more sundays i think we're like eight or nine sundays away so we're getting there folks i'm looking forward to it but um yeah i'm probably gonna make a video some type of season preview at some point maybe something else will come up i think for the big moves that's pretty much it but We'll see what else shakes out. You never know in the NFL. But anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the video. Hopefully you guys liked what happened with the Saquon situation. And I'll talk to you guys next time.